The epistle for this feast of Christ the King is taken from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brethren, giving thanks to God the Father, who hath made us worthy to be partakers of the lot of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the remission of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For in him were all things created in heaven and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominations or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and in him, and he is before all, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may hold the primacy, because in him hath, it hath well pleased the Father that all fullness should dwell, and through him to reconcile all things unto himself, making peace through the blood of his cross, both as to the things on earth and the things that are in heaven, in Jesus Christ our Lord. In the continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. John. At that time, Pilate said to Jesus, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or have others told it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests that have delivered thee up to me, what hast thou done? And Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would certainly strive that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from hence. Pilate therefore said to him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, that I should give testimony to the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Thus for the words of today's Holy Gospel. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. It's an interesting day today. It's the Feast of Christ the King. It's our paternal feast. It's a very special feast day. In the secular world, <clears throat> it happens to be Halloween. And so we have the clash of the two kings. Because while Halloween is a very fun day for children and they all get to wear pointy hats and scary costumes and eat candy, there are people out there who take advantage of this day almost as the biggest feast day of the year for them where they will worship Satan and declare him their God. There are people out there, not very many. Most people don't even know about it. It goes under the radar. But there are people out there, oddly enough, that worship Satan. And today is their big day, that they declare Satan their God. So we've got a huge contrast today. It doesn't happen every year. It doesn't happen every year that the Feast of Christ the King is on the 31st of October. But today it is. And so you've got the Catholic Church celebrating Christ as their King. And you have this other group 
that declares Satan their king on the same day. And it's no mere coincidence because ever since Satan was let loose, there's been this battle between Christ and Satan to conquer this world. Our Lord owns the world. He bought it with his precious blood. It's his. He is king of this world and nobody can take that off him. However, Satan is continuously trying to snatch it from him. And if you can't snatch the whole world from him, at least you'll try to snatch souls from him. So much so that he even had the gall and the temptation of the desert to say all these kingdoms of mine to the very king of the world. He said that. And so we've got this constant battle. It's interesting. They both promise us freedom. Satan promised us freedom to sin. Sin as much as you want. You're free. Christ, Christ promised us freedom from sin. So that all those chains of sin that bind you up, he rips them all off when he shed his precious blood for you. Satan promises us happiness. A happiness that can come from pleasure. Christ promises us joy. And there's a huge difference between happiness and joy. You can be joyful in the midst of sorrow and crosses. But you could be happy and not have joy. Christ promises us joy. Joy that comes from a soul that is filled with God. And overflowing and sanctifying grace. And God dwells in that soul. True joy. Satan promises us peace. It's a false peace. It's a peace that is given to us because of freedom from authority. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? Anybody who thinks about it knows that Absence of authority is not going to be peace. All you have to do to prove that is turn off the electricity in New York for an hour. What are you going to get if there's anybody alive? Christ also gives us, pre gives us peace. That's why the angels, when he was born, said peace on earth to men of good will. And he gives us that peace from the very bottom of our souls. When our souls are the mirror of God, and God's image is reflected on our souls, we have peace. Peace because we are in harmony and in unity and in integrity and an image of our Creator. So the beauty of God shines in us and that gives us peace. True peace. So Satan makes his promises. But who, who is he kidding? Satan's promises are about as vain as his lies. And they are as vain as his lies because Satan doesn't care about us. He only cares about himself and how many people he can drag down to hell so that for the rest of eternity, whether they like it or not, they have to worship him.
Christ's promises are real. Because he cares about us. Because when he makes a promise for us, it's not for himself. It's for us. And he proved that because he died for us. He shed his blood for us. He will do anything for us. He cares about us, not about himself. So on this day, we declare our king. There are not too many who declare Satan their king. But there are very many who serve him. On the other hand, there are many who, who declare Christ their king. Everybody you ask, go up to anybody on the street. Is Christ king of the world? Yes. There are many who declare Christ their king. But there are very few who serve him. And just as St. James tells us a faith without works is dead, so also if you don't serve Christ... Declaring him king is dead. So on this day, we declare Christ our king. We're going to go in the procession of the Blessed Sacrament, and we're going to go around the field. We're going to take him out into the world, and we're going to declare Christ our king on this day. But we should picture ourselves like those petals of roses that the little girls are going to throw on the ground. Because they're insignificant, but they once were beautiful. And they're the very essence of a rose. Something really special. And what do we do with those petals? We throw them on the ground so that Christ could walk on them. And that's how our lives should be. We should give our lives to Christ and do everything for Him. And give it all we've got so that we can serve Him. Because He is our King. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.